subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back with you again. We're excited to be here. I'm going to have a little bit more energy than Matt is today because Matt's been fighting something off, but we're going to see if we can bring him up to my level. So I'm going to do everything I can. And if I fail, we have a special arrangement today too, Garrett, because it's not 6 a.m. your time for this one. We're actually doing this. It's like middle of the day. Garrett's like, I'm going to go grab some caffeine. I'm like, oh, I could go for some caffeine. It's a little too late in the day for me to be chugging some of that stuff down. So got a role reversal. People are going to see me in my natural habitat today about <laughs> you know midday, not waking up. I'm fully functioning, but very excited to have Matt with me, even if he's running about half throttle today. We're going to bring it. Don't worry. If anybody wants to check out what we're talking about here as we're going through our episode, uh, ninjaselling.com is available to you. You can learn all about educational classes, installations, uh, offerings that are through there. If you want to go check out the coaching program, we've got a bunch of an amazing coaches that are here and ready to help you when it comes to Ninja and implementing that into your business. And uh, if you want to go check out an amazing group of people that are like-minded, just like you that listen to the podcast, go check out the Ninja podcast community in Facebook. 13,200 people as of right now in there. Woo. Amazing group. I've really been having fun engaging with all of you lately. We've also had some special offerings we've been able to put in there. So if any of you are listening to this that are not involved in that community, it's not just bantering back and forth. We've actually been having some live group discussions in there. Matt and I have been getting in there and working with people. We just did a marketing one, a marketing strategy last week. It was so good. We exclusively ended up just talking about listing marketing. And I know some people wanted to get into personal marketing. So we're going to have to do another one. So if we haven't done that other one by the time this goes live, get in the group so that you can be present for those things. Yeah, I th I was excited about how it turned out. We got great feedback from it. And so we're going to be offering those things in that group as we continue to move along. And um, we're not going to work off a schedule right now. This is really, as we see value, we will add value. Uh, I'm not just going to commit to something where we're just forcing things to happen here, because that's not fun. That's not fun for any of us. Matt and I kind of roll with value where we see value to add. So Matt, good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> good uh, force of habit. What's up, man? I'm excited. We got a fun topic today. It's going to be a little deeper, I think, than kind of our other topics, although some of our topics go pretty deep. But I think this is an important one too, because we get we get trapped a lot of the times in, in some decision-making and this might help. Well, so we had some fun with this as we started to talk about it before hitting record, because Matt, Matt brought a topic to the table which was saying no to things, which we've talked about before, you know, the ability of saying no. But Matt, you went a little bit deeper with it. With what, how'd, you, how'd you say it? Saying no. Saying no to things that you want so that you can do other things that you want. Saying no to things that you, you don't want to say no to. And uh, we're going to explore that a little bit. And then you had one too, which I think these, these things kind of merge together very nicely. Yeah, and this one kind of comes from what do you have passion around? Like, where does your passion exist with the all the stuff that you have in your world? Because we have a lot of things that we do end up saying yes to. And a lot of things that we say yes to, we may say yes to out of obligation. And then it becomes very difficult to say no to some of these things because we feel like we have committed, we're all in, we've given other people our word. 
And all these things start to kind of wear on us and they wear us out sometimes. Like they put us into positions that's like, I want to do all these things. I want to honor what I said I was going to do to this person. I want to show up. And at the end of the day, we're going to bed, not celebrating this world that we're in right now, but more so going, oh my gosh, I have too much on my plate. What did I do? Yeah. So I think all these go hand in hand, Matt. So I think they do. I want to kind of jump in where you started this because I piggybacked on your topic. Yeah. Well, and I think it kind of helps set the stage for helping those decisions around passion as well. When we talk about saying no, we tend to talk a lot about, oh, the things that we want to say no to that we feel like we need to do or we're obligated to do. And as you get good at saying no, I think those things become easy to say no to. It's like, well, no, I value this over that. So I'm going to say no to that. You know, that's that's okay. The challenge comes when you are faced with two things that may be of equal importance to you that one of them needs a no. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, a lot of the times we don't say no. We start to think, oh, hey, I'll just I'll have time if I get all this other stuff done. And the funny thing about that is, is the better we get at getting things done in order to free up time for the things that we don't want to say no to, we get more stuff that comes in because we just got really good at executing things. And so when you're when you're faced with this, you know, sometimes we have to sit there and say, okay, what is it that I want to say no to? It could be the decision point between a piece of business and something recreational. Or it could be between two things that are recreational. Like, do I want to go to this event or do I want to go to this event? And sometimes time can be the restricting factor for you while they're taking place on the same day. So we have to say no to one thing. Although I know many people who are very good at saying, oh, we got five parties. The holiday season's coming up. We got five parties in one day. We're going to go to John and Janice's for like 10 minutes. And then we're going to get in the car. It's going to be about a 13-minute drive over to Bill and, and Candace's. And we're going to spend there because we like them for 18 minutes. And then it's only a quick four and a half minute drive over to Billy and Chandra's house. It's like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Or Matt, you go to the first party, you walk out, you pop your tire for as little as about 150 bucks. You get to let everybody know that you had car trouble and you go home. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You could do that too. And then you say no to everything. Yeah. Anyway, I I mean, I'm not sure those are the best descriptors of it, but that was kind of where I'm coming from on this. I I was listening to a podcast with um, the gentleman who wrote the book 4,000 Weeks, and and they lightly touched on this element. Actually came from, I think, this scenario that is attributed to Warren Buffett, but I don't think it actually was him, where he said, you know, write down your top 10 things that you want to accomplish. And then once you get past two, just throw out the rest because... These are the things, you know, if you order them in priority. So that's where the concept of that came from, Garrett. I think going along this line, Matt, I just experienced this this morning with a good friend of mine that we, I'm sorry, I take this back to racing. I got told the other day, someone is like, oh my gosh, (laughs) but we're not going to go all the way down the racing knowledge. This is just somebody that I shared this time with. And we recently did, uh, yesterday, we did a track day down in Willows, California. And uh, we had so much fun doing it that we're like kind of sitting around talking about what the next events are that we have coming up. And we have an event coming up at the end of September, end of this month, down in Buttonwillow, California. So we were talking about that. The reason I'm bringing this up is he has a car that he's building for that event, and it doesn't look like the car is going to be able to be done. At least it might be, it might not be. So he texted me last night and he was like, oh my gosh. He's like, okay. 
He goes, there's another track day like we did yesterday happening on that same weekend of the race that we may or may not make it to. He goes, if we don't go to that, we should go do this track day down in Sonoma. And I'm like, I'm all in. Like, let's do it. It was interesting because then he texted me this morning and he said, totally forgot. My daughter has a volleyball tournament in Medford, Oregon, the same weekend. He said, if that race in Buttonwillow happens, I'm in for the race. But if it doesn't happen, I'm out for the track day. I'm going to go be with my daughter up here. And I think the reason that as you were saying this, Matt, it started to kind of like resonate with me here of like, there are certain events like the race in Buttonwillow, that's a once a year race. There's no way to be like, oh, it'll happen next week. It'll next month. We can go back and do it again. We can be there for that. The track day, those happen all over the place all the time. We can go find more of those. The volleyball tournament for his daughter up in Medford, that's a pretty much a one-off thing also. Like you're not going to give me, yes, anybody who knows volleyball tournaments is like, oh my gosh, they happen all the time every weekend for all of your, there's some people who take their chance to get them. Well, I would never want to miss one of those. So I think this like being able to say no to even the things you want to say yes to, like I think it's good to understand your priorities around what does it mean to you in your life? Mm-hmm. And really start look, looking back at like, okay, what at what point does that yes turn into a no? And in making sure that at the end of this whole thing, you're going to look back at that day and say, I, I did the thing that was going to fulfill my life the most. And I think too, and this is going to lead into the passion thing is, well, maybe not lead into it just yet, but a lot of the times I think we become trapped in our own decisions thinking we cannot say no to things because of obligation, because of, well, I need to, or I have to do this thing without recognizing that everything is a choice. You just now have a harder choice to make because that is something that maybe out of your sense of obligation, you want to say yes to. And this is most commonly a business thing. Hey guys, I want to make it on that trip, but I'm putting a new listing on, I got to do the open house. Or, hey, I want to go out to dinner with you guys, but we got a deadline for an offer. I got to work on that. Or I have a new client or whatever it might be. And it's like, okay, well, hold on. At what point are we going to say no to the things that hold us back that are inhibiting a passion perhaps and say yes to the things that we really want to do, even though we also really want to make money and do those deals? So let's use the deadline of the deal. Like I've got friends coming through town here coming up in the next week. They're going to be passing through town. We're going to have a chance to have dinner with them. They're only coming through for dinner. And all of a sudden that deadline for that deal comes up that we need to make sure that we get it submitted by. Literally, I hear about it like the day that they're going to be arriving to town. I want to do both, Matt. Yeah. I want to get the deal done. And I really want to be able to see my friends that I haven't seen. And oh my gosh, it's been Oh, it's been eight years. Like (laughs) this is, I think this is where that challenge of two things that I really want to make happen, really need the deal to come together. And I really want to see my friends that are coming through town. This is where the challenge comes is how can we either say no to one of them or say yes to both? Well, and I think if you, if you have more clarity around what brings you joy, what is your passion, you can then set up the ability to say no so it's built into your schedule. One of the other things that they talked about on this podcast I was listening to, and I got to look up this guy's, the author's name, because I I had it in my head. His last name is Burke. His first name is Oliver. Last name is Berkman. Sorry, messed that one up. Oliver Berkman. He was saying, you know, why don't we treat our time like we treat money and pay yourself first with time? 
I mean, whether we do or we don't do it, I think we can all agree that it's probably a wise idea when money comes in to allocate it to savings and investments first and then go and pay the expenses and whatnot. I mean, it's we've talked about profit first. We've talked about a lot of these concepts. It's a good financial way of running your life. But we don't do that with time. We tend to give time to the problems first, to the expenses first. Then we will spend the time later, whatever's left on the things we we love and, and enjoy. Whereas if we start prioritizing time first to those things, pay ourselves first with that time, I think it becomes easier to say no because your own disciplines and restrictions and boundaries around time do the saying no for you. So you don't actually have to do it. And maybe in this situation you're talking about how set it up. It's like, great. Hey, this deadline came up. By the way, I'm out at 5 p.m. today. So we're going to get this thing prepared and submitted before that. Yep. And maybe that's not exactly how you word it, but that's the mindset that needs to go into. Otherwise, it's like, hey, I'm going to pass it off to somebody else or whatever it might be. Well, I think it's interesting is is like you can set your new deadline of when we're going to have this thing done, even if it's earlier than the deadline that it actually needs to be submitted by. You can set an earlier deadline on it. As you just said, we're going to have to get this done. Nobody has to know that your friends are coming in from out of town. No. They don't have to know that. All they need to know is you are not available. But they don't have to not know either. No. I think I think this is where a lot of people also get very stuck because they're like, well, gosh, I can't. Like, what if they find out that I was going out to dinner with friends? Like, so what? You have a life. Like, it, the minute we stop worrying about what other people care about what we do with our time, as long as we're providing service, it's not like you're saying, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be open for business on these hours that I'm usually open for business because I have a, a doctor's appointment and then they find you out at dinner. Like, it's not about that. But yes, you also don't have to let them know either. It's not like that's the other side of it. It's not like you have to broadcast what you're doing. And the reason I say you don't need to do this because it's okay for you to have your life. Yes. Like, I don't need to tell everybody what I'm doing to justify why I'm not available to be like, oh, like you're choosing to get new tires put on your car or you're choosing to go to your daughter's dance performance. Oh, you're okay with the dance performance, but hey, you know what? Tires, I'm not okay with. I was expecting you to stay with me. Yeah, gosh, I don't. I do not care about your safety on the road whatsoever. No, and who needs new tires? People don't realize how excited I get about tires. I mean, there's lots of things there we have to discuss. <laughs> but the minute we start to figure out how to justify it, instead of just, as you said, allocating your time, this is the time I have available to handle this current situation. And where you're going, Matt, that has been talked about and shared for many, many, many years, which is allocate your big rocks first. Start filling your bucket with the things that are the most important for you in your life because it allows you to make an easier choice of what you say yes or you say no to. It does. But this is also where this this is where the concept of saying no to things that you want come into play. Because if you if we play with the big rocks jar example, right? Well, isn't it convenient that the big rocks fit inside the jar? Well, what if I had more big rocks and they don't fit inside the jar? Which big rocks are we going to put in the jar? Matt, the problem is you're using a jar. You need to use a bucket. Okay, a bucket. If we have more big rocks. Now I got boulders, okay? <laughs> you know, I, there there could be a time where you, you just, you may not be able to fit it in. I'm not, and I don't want to put limitations on people because you you know me. There's 168 hours in every single week. And at some point, when we start talking about, you know, oh, but the, you, you know, don't limit yourself. There's always enough time. I hate to say it. If your thing, as we joked about on one of the podcasts recently, is like having breakfast in Paris, 
Well, in one week, if we want to decide to have breakfast in Paris, breakfast in San Francisco, breakfast in, you know, and start at some point, there's a place there that goes, is just not going to happen. And at the other side of it is, is it going to bring me as much joy as I thought it might? Because we might just be like, now we're just like going, oh, what are we doing? And this is the passion piece that you brought up, because this is exactly where we get into what lights you up. Because when you really come down to it, there is going to likely be a different level of feeling with each of these, quote, priorities that you set. Right. Yes. And so this gets into understanding like, if you know where your passion is, run towards it. If your passion is your family, it's easy to make that decision. Hey, man, I'd love to be on the track. I love, I'm like, I'm passionate about driving, but my daughters come first, not out of obligation because they need to see me there, but because it brings me incredible joy to see them on that court playing volleyball or because my daughter only gets a minute, let's just say. Yep. It's like, and I want to be there for that minute because it, it lights me up seeing her out there having the time of her life. Those are the things. So this passion thing came up, Matt. And as I said, we were kind of sharing your topic that kind of led into mine is I have a, a really good friend of mine that's trying to balance basically four different career paths right now. And they're doing a great job of trying to balance, like make all of them happen. And one is one that makes great money. Another one is one that I would say that I, I hear in, in her that she has a lot of excitement around. There's another one that is a, they're fascinated by, they're interested in, but it's also an obligation or a promise that she kind of has made to somebody else in her life that... Um, she really loves and trusts and doesn't want to let them down. And then we have another side, fourth one, which is where her passion lies. And it is something that she loves, loves, loves doing. So you sit here and you go, okay, so what's got to give? We got this massive moneymaker. We've got this thing that not a massive moneymaker, but a great like and enjoyment around. We've got this other thing that is this promise and commitment that she's made to somebody and this absolute passion over here, which she can make great money around. It's interesting when you start having these conversations with people and start digging into all these things, it's like, you, you're going to have to say no to something here. Something's going to have to give in this because at the end of the day, you can tell she's not, she's not happy. She is stressed. She's being pulled in all these different directions. If she was just one of these roles and just that, and that was the only option. She'd probably be very happy with it. She would run with it. She would do her best. She would own it all the way, but she's created this environment that's given her these four different avenues she can go down. And she does want to say yes to all of them. She is saying yes to all of them. And I think this is where I, the question I had to ask her is like, if you had to wave a magic wand, what is the thing that provides the most fulfillment for you that gives you the most excitement that you'd be excited about waking up every morning and doing every day? And I already knew the answer to it. It's the last one that we had talked about that could it be an amazing moneymaker? Yeah. Could it be an okay moneymaker? Yeah. Is there tons of fulfillment around it? That is the path. And then when you figure that out, the other ones, it's like, I get a chance to understand how I'm going to introduce that into my life. The promise to somebody, and Matt, as you brought it up, we were talking about before, is it more detrimental to hang in there with a promise that's making you miserable or to have the conversation and say, I need to bow out. Like, this is not working. 
Yeah, a lot of times we get this sense of, I don't want to let people down. And I, I understand that, right? I, we've all been there and we will all continue to be there in these moments. And when it comes to a long-term commitment like that, like you described, the real question is, is okay, maybe you would let that person down in the short run by saying no. Mm-hmm. But aren't you letting them down in the long run by not following your passion or showing up halfway to what they want, what now feels like an obligation and not giving it your all because, and you say, well, I'm still going to give it my all. Yes. On the outside, other people might be able to see that, but you know, inside you, there's always going to be something held back. That's not there because it's just not the passion that you have. And long run, I think you're letting that person down even more by going through with that. And for that person you made that commitment to, like the best thing you can do is help them find somebody that can give all the passion and all the love and all the energy to that place, to that position there. So you like maybe in bowing out of that, the best thing is, is to be like, look, I'm not leaving you high and dry here. I'm just telling you, this is not going to be a long-term game plan for the two of us working in this scenario. Like I learned a lot over the last couple, you know, year here. And what's my next step? And I and I told her because she actually, you know, we we have a working relationship. And I said, I'm okay with me being that one too. Like, cause at the end of the day, like I want the best of the best in my world that are all in, giving it all the their highest level they can. I don't want this to be a job for anybody. I don't want this to be like this is how I just make ends meet. So I got my job as, you know, working with Garrett. I want passion in my world. I want excitement in my world. I want people that are like all in. And it's okay when you find out that it's not. I would don't want to know it. I totally agree. And I think ultimately, the human beings enjoy seeing other people happy. Mm-hmm. And if that means, you know, you're working with somebody and you go away, like, yeah, they might be bummed for sure. But when they see how happy you are doing something else, like they're not going to be upset. There's a big difference between the, like the emotions that we have short-term and long-term. And when it comes to passion like this, Figuring out, and and you may not have the opportunity or so you think to be involved in what you're truly passionate about right now, because I got to do this and I got to do that first. That is also, I think, part of the fallacy of the saying no. It's like, well, then let's say no to something else so that you can go do this, right? Yep. You know, it's like, well, I, I, I would love to, uh, it's like when people say, I'd love to give my time to this organization. Great. Give your time to that organization. Well, I, I can't do it until I get my business up to a place like, why? If that's truly what you want to do, doing that is free, right? You don't need to make money to give that time. So you, maybe you do give up a little income opportunity to go give your time over there. If that's truly what's going to make you happy, there's nothing wrong with that. Or the other side of that is looking for the pathway as well. Is well, what you're doing now, a pathway to your passion. I will caution that that, and, and this is been a lot of my journey too. I think those things can become illusions too. You're like, oh, but if I just get to the next level, if I just, you know, get that next promotion, if I just get that next closing, that's going to, all of a sudden my passion's going to open up for me, right? That's the grass is greener. Yeah. And like, sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. As soon as I can get on the other side of that fence, oh, the grass is so nice. It's lush. I can roll in it. Yeah. Oh, feels so good on the toes. And I think also going along the passion, and this is something I'm learning, you know, in my life right now that I've not fully embraced in some areas. I think I have, and I, I don't know. 
we can overanalyze this, but the way the way see topics like this get Gary and I thinking internally a lot too. So yeah. and we don't really even though we do discuss these ahead of time, like all of a sudden you get into it, you're like, whoa, hold on a minute, I need to look inside something for a moment. I think I've noticed with myself, Matt, is that the more I am pursuing the passions and the things that for years I've kind of put on the back burner and said, hey, someday I want to be able to go do that. Someday I want to be able to give energy to that. And more so, it's it's energy and time. It's not money for the most part. It's literally energy and time. I'm finding the more that I give energy and time to the things that really I am passionate about, I am better in all aspects of my life. Like I bring better energy into everywhere when those things are running and I'm fulfilling myself in my world. And I think that that's the going back to the ability of saying no to things and even some of the things you want to do. It's again, is when you're when you have that hierarchy of all these things that you're passionate about and really what a bad situation, Matt, to figure out how to say no to the things you really want to do because there's something else you maybe want to do more. Like what a crazy environment to be in. Oh gosh. First world problems for sure. Right. But again, it could be being at your child's volleyball game or being at dinner with your best friends that you haven't seen in eight years. Like it could be that. I mean, that that may be the first world problem that we're dealing with, but it's it's a real one that it is still a problem that is facing you. And I, you know, all of this conversation, Gary, just brings me to this. It's all revolves around being very, very clear, having clarity of very clear. Really, where do you want your mission to be? What do you want your legacy to be like? What do you want to remember about yourself years from now? And we we do say this a lot of times, you're not going to remember that one deal, right? But you're going to remember not having the opportunity for X, Y, and Z, or you will remember having that opportunity by taking it. And these aren't easy conversations to have with yourself. I mean, it's easy for us to sit on a podcast and talk about it, but like, these are things where like sitting down for periods of time, maybe multiple, multiple times and figuring out, okay, like what are, how do I really want to design these things to avoid the trap? of saying, well, I, I have to do these things. And as you always had told me, Garrett, like you don't have to do anything in this world. There is nothing that you have to do. It's all a choice. You just have to accept the consequences of not doing certain things. Exactly. You just have to accept the consequences or you have to accept the consequences of doing things too. Yes. I've been having a, a lot of people approach it from this angle lately, which is, you know, a lot of times we're trying to figure out the bottom surface level of everything we've got going on. And a lot of times what you need to do is you need to go up to the 30,000 foot level and start off with just one word. It's like, if you look at like a Christmas tree, like we're going to start with the star and go, okay, we're going to design this entire Christmas tree to look at this Christmas tree around the angel or star or whatever you want to put on the top of it, whatever that looks like. And so you start there with that picture and let's just say that word is positive energy or two words, but it's like, you know, positivity up on the top. Maybe that that is the overall encompassing vision of how I want people to see me, my world that I want to be. Maybe it's encouragement. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's whatever it might be that goes up on top. And then start looking down at all the things underneath this that allow you to be that. And you're going to find underneath that layer of mentorship. Well, what does mentorship look like? Well, break that down. Maybe I want to travel and speak. Maybe I want to be a podcaster. Maybe I want to write a book. Maybe I want to do this. And you start layering that out. Well, what type of book do I want to write? 
you know, what type of speaking do I want to go do? Do I want to do TED Talks? Do I want to go have my own speaking circuit that I want to go be around on? Do I want to get involved with a bigger company that allows me to be on stage and share my ideas? You just keep breaking this down underneath it of all your parts of your world. And at some point, it gets really clear of like the things you need to say yes to and the things you need to pass on. And I think a lot of people don't realize what the top of the tree looks like. They don't realize they have not taken the time to figure that out. And we just get into this movement of our days and doing it all over again, going to sleep, handling the things that are right in front of us, going to bed. And we do that year after year after year. It's why business planning is so important that we're coming up to right now. Mm -hmm. But what I'm talking about with your tree and figuring that out, you can do that any moment of any day. You can come back to it anytime and say, is it still the alignment that I want to be in? Do I understand what my number one vision of who I am as a person is? And is everything falling into alignment down below that? And it's a great place just to kind of realign yourself with often, but most people don't know it. I, I can have that conversation with majority of people that I have had coaching relationships with, and they do not understand what the top looks like, but they have lots of obligations all around. Yeah, man. And so you fill yourself up with obligations. It feels like a full life and it is, but is it your full life that you truly want and desire to have? So this is a good one, man. I think uh, hopefully this made sense to a lot of you and that you have some kind of takeaways for some homework. And if you figured this out, fantastic. That's awesome. And if you have figured it out and you have some advice for other people, drop it in the comment section in our Facebook group. We post these podcasts in there. Um, I've actually noticed, Garrett, because yesterday our Paris one went live. I people saw. are already putting in their stuff, which is really exciting. I got texts. I got texts from people talking about Paris. I was like, what? Par uh, oh, Paris. I remember Paris. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to have some fun with that stuff. But yeah, share your advice or share your struggles, right? You know, because I think one of the best things that you can do to help yourself say no to things that are the big rocks or maybe the things that you think are big rocks is having a conversation with someone you trust about it and having that brainstorming session. It doesn't necessarily need to be a mentor or somebody who's, you know, higher up on the ladder than you are or anything like that. Just somebody that you trust and that you can have an open conversation with. And that's going to help you structure, okay, this is where my passions are. This is how I'm going to set myself up to be able to say no so I can say yes to all these amazing things in my life. So I appreciate everybody joining us on this journey today. Yeah. And Matt, what I thank you, Garrett. I think going along this line really before as we just wrap this up, I think as you were talking about, the more clear you are on what your passions are and your bigger picture of what you're about, the people that are closest to you around you, to be able to have them understand all that too allows you all to grow together. So with that being said, I want to say a special thanks to my wife because all of you know that my favorite passion next to my kids and my wife is being on a racetrack. And uh, I broke my car over the weekend and uh, we had a track day and she gave me her car to take on the track, which was super fun. And we abused it and we burned the tires off of it. But I need to say thank you to my wife because uh, she loves her little Mini Cooper and the track can be a little hard on some cars sometimes, but <laughs> super, super fun. So uh, awesome. that was my wife that when I asked her and she knows how what my passion is for being on a track and doing that. I went in very sheepishly saying I broke my car and is there any way that I can take her car? And it was fun to hear her go, why are you asking? The answer, Of course, the answer is always yes. So um, 
that's the fun part about sharing your passions with others is you get that type of support from others. So yeah, the next step was taking the Suburban and I was trying to figure out if that would be a great car to have on the track. It would have been fun, but... Yes, definitely. I'm not sure that would have done so well. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you so much. Again, if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, if you're new to Ninja Selling, head over to ninjaselling.com. Check out the book authored by Larry Kendall. And if you're interested in coaching, if you want somebody alongside of you in your business, going through all of these types of discussions with you, click on the coaching tab on ninjaselling.com as well. Over 30 great coaches available to work with you. So and join our community, facebook.com. Oh, I used to do that. And I was like almost getting back, but you can go to facebook.com slash the Ninja Selling Podcast and find the group. Um, if you just want to type it out or you do it the easy way of just searching for the Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook. So thank you, Garrett. Thank you, everybody. I hope that you guys have an amazing day. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.